more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hi, everybody. I'm flying solo today, which is very strange for me. This is Lynn Morstead with Co-Housing Houston. And um, so I had to recruit somebody to talk with me because I don't seem to be able to just talk in a vacuum very well. And I, I, um, it did take a little bit of persuading, I will admit that. But I'm delighted to say that today I have Sandra Tyree with me. And Sandra has been one of our um, most faithful and earliest members of our Co-Housing Houston I promise, as part of my arm twisting um, conversation that we had a little while ago, that when I was to ask her just a few questions, I only have five on my list, okay? And I wouldn't take too much of your time, Sandra, because I know you're already very busy with life in general, but you have big roles in co-housing. So we'll talk about that in a minute. So welcome, Sandra. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, good to be here, I think. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you're a real, you're real brave in so many ways. And I really appreciate that about you. Um, so let me just start out with question number one. And I'll count them so that you know when we're getting close to the end. <laughs> so uh, question number one, how did you first hear about co-housing and what made you decide to check it out? Well, we were thinking about how to spend our senior years um, after we retired and thought we had invented something that turned out to be have already been invented by somebody else and it was co-housing. Um, and so once we figured out that we didn't have to start from scratch, we were looking at doing something ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a, a pretty steep hill. And it was perhaps a bit <clears throat> more than we were willing to take on at that at this phase of our lives mm -hmm. uh, to, to try to push it from uh, just from the start by ourselves. So mm -hmm. that well, how, was did you, how did you hear about this? I don't know that I ever, where did yeah. it show up? <clears throat> um, one of the friends that we had been talking with about this um, had uh, somehow signed up for the, a newsletter or something. And, he got a, an email about the workshop that was at Asia Society here, that oh, first to have, get it built workshop that you guys put on, and we attended. Oh my god! We didn't. We attended the the intro lecture, right? The public the lecture. Oh my! You know what? I don't know that I actually knew that because here's another question. I don't know if you remember. I just looked it up. Do you remember when you officially joined as an explorer or whatever we called it back then? It was pretty early on, and it was you guys were meeting at the Black Lab. Yeah, may it rest in peace. Um, yeah. And the uh, we started attending those sessions. Um, I can remember quite frankly that uh, having a hard time kind of getting somebody to take a check from us to make us official. Oh gosh, <laughs> As members of the group. Uh, and so it was, uh, yeah, we, we just started then, really, and then moved along with you folks. And we yeah. did kind of fade in and out. 
Um, some of it was, you know, we were still trying to figure out if we could do this on our own mm -hmm. as a senior mm -hmm. project. And some of it was um, just our own lives being here we were we in in this fabulous city where you could go to a concert every night and so we were going to a lot of concerts and had a lot of events going on um and so that we didn't always quite get our yeah. calendars organized enough to be part of every meeting so i've kind of noticed that about you guys since you uh covid has been lifted from your world it's like where are you and sandra oh they're at this concert so or that concert or this performance. Um, yeah. So, but I'm just kind of curious, what what tipped the scales for you? You know, you talked about kind of floating in and out. And by the way, I looked it up. You guys officially were able to successfully give us a check in February of 2018. <laughs> so that's, my goodness, can you believe that? That's five years yeah, ago. That's so amazing. you officially gave us a check in February of 2018. But then we got super serious and you guys signed up and joined the LLC in April of 2020. And what what happened with you guys in that interim period? I think it well, one was us realizing that we couldn't do this on our own okay. and, and do our own senior co-housing, um, which I'm glad we didn't do. And I'll explain later. Um, but then um, the uh, it was you the you know, it was rolling forward. Um, you were looking for land. You found land, you know, the, the group mm -hmm. found land. And at that point, it was sort of, if we're going to do this, we have to be serious. And mm -hmm. I mean, and this was, you know, both of us, we have to kind of commit and and make this, help make this happen. Fantastic. And man, I tell you what, I don't know where we'd be if you hadn't, but let me, let me just keep going on. I could reflect on that forever. Um, what would life have, life have been like in co-housing Houston without Sandra? So the, the third question, which I'm announcing here, the third question that I found really intriguing about you um, is it seems to me like there's been a real shift in how you interacted with the group initially. It's a bit beyond just kind of like I'm all in or I'm kind of on the edges. It seems to me more. And I don't know if without me, like, you know, telling you what I think it is, <laughs> Do you know where I'm heading with that? Like you guys have kind of shifted in how you interact with the group over time. It's kind of gone beyond just showing up at meetings and contributing, but you guys have kind of what I would describe as you've kind of taken on this really, really delightful kind of caretaker role in a way. Like you're kind of looking out for, for our community and I find very uh, heartwarming ways you know what I'm saying with that? Well, I think those have perhaps always been, you know, kind of part of what we've wanted to do or like mm -hmm. to do in terms of connecting with people. Um, and it's, it's quite frankly, been a bit easier mm -hmm. within the context of co-housing. Oh, interesting. Um, but um, it's, you know, we've we've always been. <laughs> I would say the other thing that has driven us to something like co-housing, as opposed to, you know, a senior living situation, is the food. And so we've been always been very food centric. Mm -hmm. And so feeding people makes us feel good. We uh, we love appreciative eaters. 
Mm -hmm. And it is our way of, of really interacting with people. Um, the other thing that, that reason that I'm glad we didn't end up in a seniors only group of housing group in one way or another is that I get to meet people of all ages that I wouldn't uh, meet normally and, mm -hmm. and just you know, on the natural. Mm -hmm. um, so our lives would never have, have uh, overlapped, Lynn, probably. No, um, probably not, no. And, um, you know, we've gotten to know some of the the kids in the group. Yeah. Um, um, I was a single mom for, well, what seemed like seven lifetimes. And so I have uh, a great appreciation for what it takes to be a single mom and feel like I need to help others in that situation as nice. well. Yeah. And so that that's all part of it. Uh, and we wanted to get to know people on an, on an individual basis too, which is why we've, we've tried to have people over for, for meals. Yeah. You know, one thing that I, that, that kind of triggered in my mind when you were talking about how some of this is easier to do within co-housing is that um, I notice a difference between inviting co-housing people into my my life, you know, be it dinner or whatever it might be, versus people outside of co-housing. I think within the co-housing realm, it's understood that they would appreciate the invite. Whereas sometimes outside the co-housing realm, you invite somebody and they go, well, this is weird. Why am I going to dinner with these other people I don't even know or you know, I'm too busy for that, or I don't really feel like it, or I, I just feel like there's a sense of uh, greater appreciation, desire, interest uh, to make a connection happen within the co-housing world. And I hadn't really put my finger on that before. Yeah, well, and I think there's some of it is that we're all working to kind of practice what it's going to be like living mm -hmm. next door to each other. Yeah. Um, and, um, we've, where we live now, we very deliberately, uh, live next door to a couple that we've known for mm -hmm. 40 plus years. And we always sort of exchange dinners. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, kind well, of it's, have fun it's funny you should say that because one of the things that I did intentionally at our last retreat, and I know you did some of this too is that both of us opened up our homes, you know, we had spare bedrooms. And so I actually had three separate households staying at my house. And you're uh, a braver woman than I. <laughs> well, I figured, you know, we've got four bedrooms. It's unconscionable for me to send people to expensive hotels when three of those are empty right now and um, we yeah. can offer them up. So um, it worked out great, but I know you also hosted people who live further out of town and, and I don't know that I would necessarily have looked at it in the same way if I hadn't been looking to a future of us getting closer together and that this would be useful and, and also gratifying um, to get to know each other better. Yeah. Well, that's great. And I, I just love some, I hear stories of, oh, we all had a, a kid's swim party at Sandra and Jan's, or we had a, you know, this, this little group got together and I just, it just really warms my heart when I hear of these little stories about what you guys have done. Well, and, and the most recent one that was a lot of fun was our grandkids were visiting from Seattle. And so we invited a number of the, the co-housing kids 
over mm-hmm. because I want them to all know each other. Of course. For for when they they come in the future. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Well, let me move on to question four. We really had a nice time with question three. So um, this one is um, where I'm going to talk about your roles in the community. So you have, over the course of the last three years, assumed two huge roles in our community. And it's probably, my guess, a lot more than you had visualized for yourself. If I had some asked you 10 years ago, Sandra, what do you think you'll be doing at this stage of life? It would not have been this. Um, and I'm just curious without digging into all the, and you can tell us what the role was in essence, but what, how have they really captured your enthusiasm and commitment? And what was it about these roles that sparked in you a desire to just go all in? Well, I think we, we under, you know, I understood that if we were going to get this done, there needed to be commitment to doing helping with all the pieces Mm -hmm. and then it became an issue of where where are my comfort zones and where do I have something to contribute so the first um, task that I volunteered for and actually I think I had to get nominated for it yes you did yeah (laughs) and have to make the case for being nominated uh (laughs) was with the design liaison team. And this was really to sort of serve as a communication conduit between the community and the uh, the, the professionals, the mm-hmm. developer, the architects. Um, and it was something I felt I could, could contribute because we had built a couple of houses ourselves from the mm-hmm. ground up had done some major renovations. So it seemed to me I kind of had at least a vocabulary mm-hmm. to, to help in this this arena. Now, it turned out to be a whole lot more learning how to do sophisticated spreadsheets than I thought it was going to be. Having <laughs> <laughs> left that world a while ago. Um, but uh, it, it's it's been, I think, from that perspective, very rewarding. Mm. And what one of the things that I actually liked in the, the 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 design liaison team role, and and even now a bit is when uh, new member or new explorers come in, mm-hmm. um, I actually do the sort of guided tours of the various units that are available, and it it means that I get to know these these potential members uh, mm-hmm. in a lot more depth than I would ordinarily. Nice. Nice. Well, let me get it's kind of a little side question here is when things get tough, when the tough, when it gets, you know, because it's tough sometimes you have had to take on a lot of detailed work in the background. You've had to talk to everybody individually. It's frustrating because people don't answer your broadcast emails the way that we would all wish that they would. What, what do you, what do you draw on in yourself to kind of keep, Keep yourself getting up and getting going on this again. And don't just say, I forget it, you guys. <laughs> well, there have been those moments, but uh, <laughs> um, I guess I, I I don't know. I guess it's just um, knowing that it's a job that needs to be done. It's also mm-hmm. um, 
in some respects, a job that has kind of parameters around it. I mean, you know, it's sort of, you've finally heard from everybody, everybody's made a decision, then you can kind of, you know, it's, it's, uh, some somewhat uh, bounded. Um, okay, yeah, there's some finality to it, yeah. There's some finality yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and it is, it, you know, there have been moments, I would say, that are, are value engineering, which was, yeah. was this wonderful euphemism for what do we have to cut out of the project to yeah. save money, um, was, was pretty draining uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, operation. And so, you know, there's kind of, you just kind of walk away and yeah. kind of revive. It also, to some degree, kind of helped that, I mean, it helped and hindered that it, in doing all of this, we were in the middle of COVID. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it certainly kept me from feeling completely isolated yeah. and uh, kind of gave a, a purpose mm. in those years and there were years, a couple of years where you were sort of really uh, constrained in, right. in uh, some yeah. in a serious way. And because we're in the more at risk age group, I mean, yeah. it was even more constraining. Nice. I love that. Thank you. So that's a perfect segue to my last question, number five, which is what are you most looking forward to? when you get all this construction behind you, because we actually didn't say that you went from the design liaison team, you thought you were going to get a buy on the next phase, which was the construction interface team, but you very kindly agreed to step into that team and actually ended up heading that team as well. So you've really gone from a one 18 month, two year stint to now kind of almost doubling that. So what are you going to do? What are you looking forward to after this is all behind (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm going to have to get Kelly to teach me knitting. <laughs> okay, there you go. No, not, not likely. <laughs> I don't know. You're fairly good with your hands, I think. So yeah, um, I actually one of the th- I would like to kind of go back to doing a bit more art, uh, mm. uh, which has sort of gone by the by in the last few years. Um, and, uh, you know, and then we're going to have, once the construction's done, of course, we have to, we have to do all the moving. That's going to be a heavy so I'm lift. thinking beyond all that. We're going uh, to beyond all that. Beyond. Oh, you're going to be doing thinking. art, you know, out on your patio and yeah, you will be walking by and giving you a few tips. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll be maybe spattering paint brushes in her direction. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's just sort of then sort of settling into, I'm looking forward to settling into the community and getting to know that neighborhood mm-hmm. in, in more detail. Um, and uh, just, you know, starting, starting the next phase. Uh, Lovely. Well, I'm looking forward to being on the patio there next to you. So, <laughs> well, thank you, Sandra. And, and, for... and we still we still have to work out about the cat. <laughs> I know, but your cat may not make it. You know, just yeah, yeah. I don't hope you don't start crying. But <laughs> hey, Sandra, I, I just want to thank you for, as always, you are just one of those members in our community who's like, okay, 
I will stand up and do this. And I love that about you. You're a real joiner, you're a real doer, and you have a real heart for what we're up to here. And I just want to say thanks again. And thanks for being on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. Thank you. It's wonderful to have have you as a, a new friend in my life. Same, same. You take care. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston.